Hey guys, it's Amelia Singer here on Ameliorate Through Wine, where I pair wine to international guest palettes, personalities, and personal stories. I am thrilled that this podcast is being vigorously propelled by the Rothschild Wine Collection from Good House Wadston, all names synonymous with a century-old legacy of art and wine craftsmanship. I really couldn't think of a better pairing for this wine and culture podcast. From the early 1920s to the present day, the Rothschild family's profound love for both art and wine coming together has been at the heart of their journey. Their family's artistic heritage distinguishes the labels, often telling a unique story that gives an extra dimension into their exceptional wines. With handcrafted bottles created by celebrated artists, mesmerizing cellar installations, and label artwork produced by members of the family themselves, the Rothschild's timeless commitment to the fusion of art and wine is a legacy that continues to inspire connoisseurs and enthusiasts alike. Visit goodhousewadston.com for more information. So now, sit back, pour yourself a glass, and enjoy. Hey guys, it's Amelia Singer here on Ameliorate Through Wine. And I am so excited to announce that right in front of me, my little muse, I have Monica Galetti, MasterChef, judge, amazing hotels presenter, author and chef owner of Mare Restaurant and Bar. Born in Samoa, she grew up in New Zealand and now luckily lives in London with her family. She's a figure which instills love, admiration, albeit maybe slight intimidation amongst aspirational chefs, but she is very much a cherished household name and I have not stressed about this lunch at all. Monica, welcome to Ameliorate Through Wine. Thank you for having me. Great spread of your spoil. Um, yeah, I did. I did actually confess to Monica that I am not responsible for the glorious baked goods in front of us. There's all from another female chef who I adore, Sally Clark. <laughs> she's who, wonderful. She's, yeah, and her lovely, lovely um, bakery up the road. Well, Monica, I think, um, as you know, I love to pair three wines to people's palates, personalities, and personal stories. And definitely when we had our preliminary call, there was a very clear love in your life of bubbles. <laughs> but I'm not going to give you champagne because that would be too easy. However, I have given you champagne glasses sure. with the Charles Heidsick okay. uh, logo. I, do. I, I love that. I know that, you, <laughs> I know that you love your Charles Heidsick, but um, this is something a little bit different and I'm hiding the bottle from you um, just because I love to give guests an alternative to what they're amazing thank you maybe usually go for but um i hope you find this fun but cheers, cheers. thank you so much um, for coming wow honestly i didn't expect to start this early but why not <laughs> <laughs> i do have like a little spittoon or quite frankly dunker cup right there <laughs> but you know one always tastes better in the morning Oh, that is nice. So it's like a bit, maybe a bit like fruity than your usual champagne, but what I love about it is you get like lots of this kind of baked apple fruits, but mm. then like at that finish, you get this kind of salted almond, nutty, savory Fabulous. element. Is, is this an English brand? This is not an English. This is ah. actually, it's French, but it's a cremel. 
So made in the same style as champagne, but it's a Cremel d'Alsace. So it's mainly a blend of Pinot Blanc, which gives it a lovely... I'm going to say the Alsace. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Now it's all in, in the mouth. And, and then a little bit of Pinot Gris. But what I like about it is that it is still very structured. It's not too aromatic. It's not too fruity because I think at the end, it's like very coquettish at the end, like with that kind of salted, nutty... A salty, but I think, you know, uh, a little bit of spice uh, exactly. in there as well. Yeah. Mm, that is lovely. So um, we're starting on a good note, aren't we? <laughs> well, I'm so glad you said this because this is actually 12 pounds from Sainsbury's. It's their taste the difference. I uh, love that. Uh, d'Alsace. And I just kind of think, and I'd love, I know you love to host, so I'd love to get your views on this, but I sometimes think particularly if, you, if people are having big festive parties over Christmas season, everyone's trying to be a bit more careful these days of the cost of living crisis to serve a bubbly, which is not champagne, but which goes with food like this was a real crowd pleaser and Absolutely. doesn't break the bank. It's good to know about. And, and still really top quality at the same time. Yeah. I'm going to go empty the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's really it's honey. Yeah. Because, and I do know that you do stock up a lot of like champagne and bubbles at home. Yes. And I know you love, um, to host particularly you say your family but also your fit family right. the people you go to the yeah. gym with what would you normally like serve for like guests coming over family or your fit family um coming over for to, to eat yeah know? no i mean coming over for dinner yeah or... I, I love to spend time with my guests with my friends so i will always you know prepare a day before or in the morning get things get things done um beforehand you know, lo- you know i love a great salad with texture mm. especially when i've got the fit crew around you know having nuts through it you know yes. even adding fruits into into absolutely. a salad it just makes it exciting um and colorful too absolutely but even things like taking you know like stale bread you know and, and toasting them off in lots of olive oil and garlic and then tossing that shredding a roast chicken through it um i love using up things like leftover roast vegetables you know like sweet potatoes and, and all of that you know it just brings um fun things to it i love using the pizza oven Oh yeah, um, that's, know, that's also a really good sort of quick people pleaser. Um, oh, yeah, I'm all about minimal input, maximum. Oh my output. gosh, like make the dough. <laughs> literally, the hardest thing is make the dough and you know divide it up into balls and literally let everyone make their own. You know, so you just you know I put a whole selection uh, of fillings for the pizza. You know, over the and everyone just helps themselves. It's it's, it's a people pleaser. It's so easy. Yeah. And. I know, obviously, you're married to David Galletti and you met at the Gavroche when you were a chef and he was head sommelier. When you're serving wine, therefore, at people at home, do you feel this pressure or, again, is it minimal input, like just maximum enjoyment when people come over? Yeah, we, like I say, we love to enjoy it, but we don't get to do it too often, you know, because we're so busy. So the people we do have over are, our, you know, nearest and, and dearest um, that we love to 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 have and, and they've known us for years. So it's about having fun together. At the same time, we want to spoil them. Yeah. So, you know, we'll have great wines or, or good selection. Um, you know, like if I've got the boys over, Anais's gun course, we call them, mm-hmm. um, you know, they, they have a penchant for rosé, for example. No, do you have a favourite rosé or style or region you go to? I, I do love, you know, uh, a great rosé. But, you know, I think, you know, one that pleases everyone is something, you know, like Mirabelle or even... <sighs> yeah. um, Absolutely. Um, Whispering Angel? Whispering Angel. That, you yeah, know, crowd um, pleaser. Yeah. Particularly in a Magnum. Yeah. It looks yeah. so fun. And we love a Magnum, yeah. you know, especially because then you know with the boys it's going to go. The boys it's going to go real quick, real quick. Um, yeah. And so David, you know, gets to have that fun of, of selecting, um, you know. But then, you know, we have 
uh, friends that don't drink as well, you know. So it's been fun sort of discovering, um, you know, certain mixes that you can use for them, you know, um, some berry mixes that you have nowadays. Absolutely, different botanicals. Absolutely. Actually, botanicals. Is it botanicals or botanics that do a great selection um, of non-alcoholic? Yeah. I also love the Fortnum Mason sparkling tea. Oh, yes. Yeah. That's really yeah, fun. Very it's nice. spicy. Yeah. You know, it has all of that fun elements. And like, obviously, you know, your main like kind of love is food. But how did you grow up with wine? Or did you really only get into wine through like meeting your husband and like being at the Gavroche? I no, mean, no, no, no. I think it, it, you know, it was something that I grew to love um, within my career as learning as, as a chef and, um, you know, discovering throughout that the match was there in restaurants and being told, oh, try this and, and, and try that, um, you know, and it sort of developed from there. And, and I think from a very young age, you go with what you like, you mm-hmm. know, and mm-hmm. especially, you know, sort of like your early 20s. You think, yeah. OK, no, I don't like that, but oh, I could do with a glass of this. And so you start, you know, looking at the labels of what you're having and thinking, OK, this is, you know, that I quite like. Peter, you know, and then you start getting into the heavier, more bodied wines. Uh, I think I've learned the most with my husband. Yeah. Um, with David, I think he's really spoiled me. <laughs> he's made me really spoiled <laughs> with with, uh, with wine these days. Um, you know, uh, and I'm still fascinated learning about you know different varieties, the countries that you know, even spending time you know uh, in Croatia, learning about Croatia or, or Greek wine. Croatia's is so cool. Oh, I went there for two weeks last so great. year and just. Um, it's fascinating Greek wines as well and also you know when you visit these countries you know sometimes they make them in such small numbers they're not exporting so you can only try them when you're there you know and try and buy a bottle or two to, to, to bring home so that I love discovering I have to ask I, um, I know that you were born and you grew up in Samoa until you were eight what is the wine culture like there I mean we're going to be talking more about the food culture there yeah. we'll talk about your restaurant not really a wine culture um, yeah. you know growing up I think more so now of course you know they are yeah. enjoying wines there but yeah plant a seed I was just telling my dad to try and give it a go oh really <laughs> yeah. oh my gosh uh, I can you imagine him yeah my dad does he loves red wine um, and he's back in, living in, in, in Samoa yeah <laughs> oh my gosh I, I would be fascinated um, I also have to ask so we've talked about dishes which you cook for like friends coming over but what would you cook for David for my husband yeah oh um thing is I've taught my husband to be such a great cook now he is so good really yeah um is there anything you can do better than you no (laughs) stop it (laughs) he can select the wine better than me I guess but um, I'll I'll, I'll even surprise him sometimes and choose a better wine than him but no um, he's so good and and he likes to to sort of um, uh, experiment with his cooking now not to crazy amounts but you know he's so confident now in the kitchen it's great but if I'm cooking with him I I like to spoil him as well you know Um, and I find now you know, it's better that we're not cooking at the same time. Um, if he's cooking, I'll sit on the other side nice. of the island because, you know, I start getting in the way and then I'll start adding things to what he's making and then he gets upset. Um, <laughs> and if I'm cooking, he starts cleaning around me and that just drives me mad. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. You, know you turn around, he's put the whisk away. We started, you know, cleaning the whiskey bowl. Um, no, so he loves a dessert. So maybe I'll surprise him with a dessert. Yeah. What would be his favorite dessert? Oh, he's, he's so wonderful. Like, you know, he'd love a cake. Yeah. You know, it's just, yeah. But the thing is, 
is what I make a cake, I eat it all. I might have something for you later. Like, really? Oh, hey, <laughs> love to take on your way. Yeah, I did. I did find out about that. I'm like, yeah, okay, I, I love cake. Um, no, but you know, um, Dolly loves like you know rib beef. I'm delighted to offer 10% off the Rothschild wines featured in this podcast via wadstonwine.co.uk so that you can taste and sip along with these delicious bottles at home. Simply enter the code AMELIA at the checkout to receive your exclusive discount. How does one, I've like, you know, I can only imagine that you both have very busy schedules. How do you make it work to actually have quality time together? You have obviously a 17-year-old daughter. You obviously have your dog, Cole. What, like, what would you recommend for people trying who either work in hospitality or media or have like, yeah, basically a power couple? How does one really make time for family time and how do you yeah. juggle? I, I think you have to make that effort, that that special effort to to commit, you know, at least a day in, in the week to be able to yeah. for us, it's a Sunday. Um, you know, so it's if we're having people over on a Sunday, it's someone that's very dear to us or it's family or very yeah. close friends because it is um, a one day that we can get together um, as much as possible. I start traveling, you know, next week. So I start going, you know, around, yeah. you know. Where are you going? Tell, tell uh, us. I start the next series of hotels already. <gasps> yeah. Oh, my so. gosh. I can't um, wait for that. Back on, on the treadmill. I am um, the first first stop is Rome, um, which is nice. It's, you know, it's not too far. It's not long. Yeah. Um, but this time of year, uh, December, I never travel or go away because it's when the business is, is, is its busiest. The restaurant, I mean, so Absolutely. I like to be around, especially at that time of year, for the restaurant. And when you do travel for the hotel series, how how long would you be away from the family and, yeah. and from the business? Um, depending, you know, if, it, if it's long haul, it can be up to 11 days, you know, okay. at, at a time. Okay. Um, trying to allow for those flights on either end. But um, so that's why, you know, I'm, I'm quite grateful when it's in Europe. <laughs> Although yes. I love to travel um, when I've got certain things in the diaries, but mad um well i can only imagine going long haul and then having to be on camera the next yeah. day with jet lag yeah. and looking fresh and being i know on it. i know and then it's sort of um it, it's it'll be fine until it hits sort of uh, may april may and that's when sort of goes it becomes back to back with masterchef filming i i love being a part of it so masterchef this is my 15th year um you know so it's, it's like you know it's like you've got your crew around you that yeah. do this with you they become part of your family I know I say that the whole time because I'm also like, and you guys aren't going anywhere. Yeah. <laughs> You're stuck with me. You know, they become your your your, your family. Yeah. You know, um, yeah. You've known them for like I say, 15 years. I've got kids now. Some of them who started off as runners, you know, and now actually cameramen and there, and they got you know they were married and successful. So um, no, we we love being part of that. And of course, there's Greg and, and Marcus. They're yes. all right too. Yeah, <laughs> they seem fun. Well, actually. This has very conveniently led us on to our next segment where we will be talking a bit more about your career trajectory, which will be paired with another wine. So um, as I mentioned, we always have one wine from a supermarket. So we had Sainsbury's earlier. And then these next two wines, I'm super excited to present because they're from the Wadston Wine Collection. So that's Wadston Wine, which is um, owned by the Rothschild family, who are known for their very extensive fine wine collection and they have wineries all around the world so I had plenty to play with here um 
yes, I think it, I think it's at the right temperature. I was nervous about this because I love this wine. Yeah. Cheers, by the way. So we've got some lovely golden colored Chardonnay in our glasses, which the only hints I've given you is that it's not from France or New Zealand. And um, I actually introduced it to my mum this weekend and we basically want to hide it from my dad before he'd come down because it was like, will he notice? But no, I love this. What, what, what do you think about the Chardonnay? I mean, given your vast experience, and it's definitely Chardonnay which occupies its own sense of place, but um, yeah, I just love, because I love your descriptions it's of flavors. It's rich. Yeah. It? it feels very rich. It comes from a warm place. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's got floral notes mm-hmm. on it, but it's not overly sweet. Is no, it? you don't want it. It's that. got a lovely vibrant mm-hmm. acidity there too. Absolutely. But it's very I, succulent. You'd share that with me, not your dad. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's actually from South Africa. I love South Africa. I know. Yeah, I think there's great such wines. great value great for wines. money yeah. too. I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm half Californian. So I love Californian um, Chardonnay, but they get so expensive by the time they get here. Same with Burgundy too. Um, you can some find some like reasonable ones around 30 or whatever, but this is, I, I love it. It's... Um, Baroness Nadine by Rupert and Rothschild's Vignerons. So um, this Rothschild is actually Benjamin Rothschild. So he's affiliated with uh, Edmund Rothschild and um, that lineage. But he teamed up with... How long have they been up there? Well, so he set up this winery in 1997 and he teamed up with Anton Rupert to kind of create this joint venture. And Anton's quite interesting because he's a big conservationist he actually was the founding member of the world wildlife fund and i know that you love your animals um and they've created three wines two reds and a white and they wanted to create one kind of signature chardonnay it's from the west coast in south africa and um what i love about this wine is because it does have the richness you can tell that's like from yeah. from south africa they know what they but, but it's this one of vibrant acidity and it's only 20 quid when I think, like, if I put this in a blind tasting, do you not get annoyed sometimes that you're sharing this with people? <laughs> gonna like, I, I know. know. I know. Everyone's now going to run yeah. to wadstonwine.co.uk yeah. yeah. and buy all of the Baroness Nadine. I'm going to um, beat you to it. Go tell your dad. I'll save him a bottle. <laughs> but um, so, actually, sorry, I sorry, I I got confused. Sorry, Benjamin is actually related to James de Rothschild. The next wine is from Edmund de Rothschild. Sorry, I got ever excited. Got to get your Rothschilds right. I got to get my Rothschilds right. So this is like Benjamin. So he's a descent of James de Rothschild. And that those are the Rothschilds that first acquired Chateau Lafitte. So that's his background. But why I really wanted to show this is he called it Baroness Nadine after his mother. And um, I know that you've renamed your restaurant after your mother. And it's yeah. called Mer, um, after like the French word for mother. And he, Benjamin, actually was running this winery with his wife, Ariani. And so it was very much like a husband and wife what team. What a gorgeous name. I know, right? Ariani. Yeah. You just fallen in love with her without meeting her. I might steal that as my future daughter's yeah. name, even though I'm single and have nothing. <laughs> yeah, you'll know if I'm not like yeah, yeah, being yeah, able absolutely. to have a girl. But yeah, it doesn't matter. I kind of want to steal that name. You can still be single and have that. That's so true. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. But please cannot everyone steal that name. Yeah. You can steal Ariane. the wine, but not that name. I know. It's beautiful. And so, again, I chose this wine because it is that husband and wife team. Um, and sadly, Benjamin died in uh, 2021, but Ariane still runs the winery. So, like, she's, I just like think it's like this wonderful homage to partnership, to family, to mothers. That's beautiful. Which I thought would fit in 
with your story I, I very well. That. I love that. Yeah. So, yeah. Baroness I just also Nadine. Baroness Nadine. It sort of commands respect, doesn't it? <laughs> like you. I, oh, I, thought, I, I thought, like, no, it's like, it, yeah, it captivates and, you know, it has its opulence but its elegance like you. So, um, no, I'm so glad um, you enjoyed that. That is that. delightful. And as I say, it's, it is like, 20 quid which and I here's me thinking no I'm not going to need to eat um, even though you put on a spread but now that we're drinking it, I know I might, I'm going I might just grab some yeah blood. absolutely I might grab some blini with smoked salmon so we would had mentioned as we were going to your trajectory and I'd, I'd have alluded to how this wine um, relates to your palate but also your story um, I just like wanted to ask a little bit about uh, in terms of shows like MasterChef or whatever, what would you say to people wanting to apply? Because obviously like, you had your background, but like, what, what could you actually like, recommend to people wanting to go into that world of cooking and combining cooking and media? I mean, that's very scary at first. You know, it's frightening. Um, so they're not prepared for it, um, any of the chefs they're interested. So I would say... Just remember your your skills and, and what you're able to do and try and phase out the cameras that are on you and, and just cook the best that you can while you're there. Did you find it unnatural at first? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I was only ever meant to be a guest for 15 minutes um, and felt ill when Karen, the producer, wrote me to say that they chose me to be, you know, um, uh, one of the, the judges on there. Um, it, it, it takes getting used to the, the cameras. And mm-hmm. I just think if you're entering because you believe you've got something special, then you need to just focus on your skills and try and enjoy it. You know, that's the hardest thing. It goes so quick, that experience, and they learn at such a pace. Um, you know, wow. try and enjoy the experience while you're there. I mean, I get nervous for them. I get nervous I get for like, them. Yeah, how do you hide that? Because like you, you manage to conduct yourself like you're kind of stern but warm. You manage this wonderful combination. <laughs> um, you know, at the end of the day, you you want them to do well. It's it's their careers. It's, it's what they do for their bread and butter. You know, they'll finish that and they'll go back to to what they do every day. So you, you want them to do well. So you know, um, there are times when when it's difficult and they've made mistakes. But you try and sort of egg them on quietly, you know, say, come on, you can do this. You know, try and sort of drop hints <laughs> when things yeah. go wrong, you know, off camera. So like, have you thought of adding a bit of flour <laughs> to it into <laughs> 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 your cake, Max? <laughs> so moving from TV kitchen to actual real life kitchen, because obviously, actually, when you came over to England, did you first of all start working at the Gavros straight away? No, New no, I, I was already working um, in, in New Zealand, and then no, you were working in New Zealand, yeah, and then, and then you came. I came here, and I went to. We were going to work here. My friend I was travelling with, I don't know who he met, and he was like, um, "Next weekend, we're going to the Channel Islands." I was like, "Oh, where is that?" <laughs> and he yeah. was like, "Oh, it's, it's only like forty-five minutes away. It'll be fun." And we came for the, We went for the weekend. Ended up staying like four months. And I worked um, in a place called Bella Luce, a little cute little hotel oh, there. Oh, cute. Um, had the best time because you get to all the islands. You could get to Sark. Of course. And, yeah. Uh, St. Marlo. I'd love to get to Sark. Oh, it was brilliant. Um, had the best time there. And from there, I went to work in Holland for friends, family, Um They were, his wife was having a baby and needed someone to cover 
uh, her maternity. And it just happened that she went into labor while I was downstairs <gasps> and the midwife was stuck in traffic and I delivered the baby. No. Yeah. And they went back down and cooked the dinner service. And I think after dinner service, I started crying because then I kind of realized what had just happened. <laughs> do you think that's like, I'm not saying all chefs can deliver babies, but do you think that like that transferable skill of being able to think on your feet and remain calm, even when there's like absolute craziness happening around you, do you think actually working in the kitchen <laughs> yeah, probably helped yeah. you deliver that baby? Yeah. I mean, must have done massively um yeah and 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 so she had the the little girl denise and she is 23 this year yeah i got like chills oh my gosh wow i did it was quite funny they they appreciated in the end when on the first night the baby was sleeping i like went and draped the cot with like all black flags and (laughs) 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 put a little all black hoodie on (laughs) 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 i took photos and then Put it in a little album for them. Um, yeah. So yeah, worked in Holland, delivered a, a baby. Delivered a baby, yeah. one does. Um, and and then um, came to London, and then that was when I started working at the Gavosh. Yeah. Wow. All those many moons. And ago. you started off um, not like a sous chef. No, no, not even like Wait, a straight back skater to, to, to But you square you escalated very quickly. Yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you, you, you've got to fight it out, you know, and, and this is so competitive in those kitchens, you know, um, and also I had only come over to do one year. So I wanted to show what I could do um, within that time, but then came back and stayed longer. And went on to be sous chef. Uh, went on to open the Gavosh in, in Mauritius. Of, oh, yes, yeah, of course. Uh, just after my my husband and I got married, we did that. Uh, yeah. And then came back and had an ace in 2006. So, you know, just a quick sum up of, of it all. And then you went back to work after nine months or after having an ace, Six right? months, Six I think months. it was. Yeah. Wow. I tried to be a stay-at-home mom, but I think after I painted every room in the house and everything else, it was kind of time to go back to work. <laughs> yeah. Um, no, I, I went back to work and ace was a six months old when I went back. And yeah, and then I went back to 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 the Gavosh and a year later, um, TV started. Yeah. Um, just quickly going back to the kitchen. So we've talked about MasterChef, but kind of TV series like The Boiling Point and The Bear, which have aired recently um on netflix and things can you shed any light on what it's really like to work in a kitchen because sometimes you see these tv shows being kind of staged the boiling point the gordon ramsay one yes the the boiling point and there's that that's an old one and then like the bear is recent like they've done two series everyone asks me about this bear and i keep thinking it's, it's a wildlife show if you were making a tv show about being in a kitchen what do you think are the main elements which should go in the show um, which maybe some people over glamorize it. I think they always highlight the worst bits of it too. That, you know, highly strung chefs who exhausted, shouting, swearing, not all kitchens are, are like that. Yeah. You get exhausted, you're tired, but there's great sides of the industry that you also need to shine a light on. I know that you were greatly inspired by um, Michelle Rue Jr. Who does not subscribe to shouting, at chefs in the kitchen like what would you say are some of like the key kind of takeaways or lessons you learned from him in the kitchen i mean there's always a point when you would shout if something goes wrong and there's a table waiting you know and you made a mistake and you and you will shout at the situation you know but it's moving past that situation to fix it you know and i think that's the, the biggest lessons from michelle is finding a solution yeah that there's always a solution 
and yeah. we'll probably find a solution, fix it quick. Um, you know, and you sort of thrive on on being able to jump into situations and be creative and, and thinking on your feet. Um, you know, still to this day, I'm finding solutions. <laughs> <laughs> well, it keeps it fun. Oh, it keeps absolutely. it fun. <laughs> you know, absolutely. Um, you know, and it all comes down to to that training of thinking on your feet quick uh, and fast because. Someone is waiting for that meal, you know, at the end of the day, that meal is also that plate of food and that glass of wine is going to pay your salary, your overheads, your rates, your everything is going to come out of that plate of food, you know. So it's got to be the best that you can be, you can be and consistent. And that's where the pressure comes into running a kitchen because today has got to be the same as yesterday and even better tomorrow, um, day in and, and day out. But I am someone that believes that, when my team are happy, uh, they're more confident and they enjoy more what they are doing and I get the best out of them. I've been in stressed kitchen situations. Does no one any no. good. Um, it can't be sustainable. It's not sustainable for the chefs, for the establishment, um, you know, and it's not great for the guests that are going there because I believe everything that you touch when you are creative reflects the mood and the person that you are in at that time you know so if you're not having a good day it's going to reflect in what you're sending there's going to be no care or love in what you're doing so you won't bother to season your food you won't care if it's cold or it's hot you know so it's 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 everything and it has to come together and it has to come from the top you know the people i, I guess so. yeah because yeah. i guess that's how all culture fosters itself yeah the people running isn't it. it and i mean it's amazing because you set up um, your own restaurant with your husband was that in 2017 you set up Mary? yeah it was Mary yeah Mary yeah yeah, yeah. 17 2017 so six years in already yeah and how do you go about I love the fact that not only have you managed to work as a partnership running a business but also how you've blended both of your different cultures his French background and your background from like Samoa and New Zealand too would you say there's like yeah it's amazing yeah. Um, you know I, I would sort of the best way to describe it is the Pacific Island uh, the Pacific Ocean meets the Mediterranean <laughs> um, you know so great um, so how do you go about uh, creating dishes for that it is so fun that's the best part <laughs> yeah, I was going to say the best part I know that must be <laughs> such fun yeah. like creatively you know that, that's the best part is creating you know and I've got you know to be able to do that you've got to have a team who are as excited uh, as you um, to see new things to learn but also bringing you know what they have to offer to the table um, you know asking what they think you know um, yeah. and, and if you know they come to you and they say chef you know in my culture you know we do something very similar but we do it this way and I'll say make it you know and let's try it together what's your like favorite dish which you've created for the restaurant um Favorite, but also kind of pain in the backside would, would be um, the, the, the hokey pokey dessert. Oh, that looks amazing. People just complain whenever I try and take it off the menu. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, so it's, it's always on there. So it, it constantly changes the way it's being presented. You know, you've got to have fun sometimes, you know. Uh, one day I'll just get there and I hate the way it looks. You know, I'm just so fed up with the way it looks. So I want to keep the flavors and the taste of it. Then I say, yeah. okay, let's do something different with it and, and have a play uh, to do that. Um, and it's finished with a uh, 100% cocoa that uh, I get from Samoa. So oh, wow. uh, it's cocoa, uh, which um, I mean, it's 100%. And basically it's out like our hot chocolate, you know, nice. but it's really, really intense, intense um, and, and bitter. Um, so we shave that uh, in the room on, on top of that. So now that I'm back from the US, I really want to go. I was looking at the menus the other yeah, day. I know, I know. I, I was um, just like, there are all these really yeah. interesting fusion flavors. And I was also just thinking, 
So it's one thing, you know, kind of creating these wonderful hybrid dishes and, and being creative with that. How do you go about choosing wine, considering it's such a passion for you guys yeah. too? And like, oh, but that's also go? the other fun part. I know, you I would know? have thought that'd be so fun. So David and, and his sommelier team, Alex, who's our head sommelier, Alex has been with us since we opened. Oh my gosh, um, lovely. You know, and he's been away for you and he's come back and he's just so confident. But, you know, it's it's just having that 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 room to to grow and you've seen that with Alex, you know, and but like you, like trying new things. Mm-hmm. I, I don't want a classical, you know, wine list where you only find the obvious. So, you know, we have such a mix of range. Like, You've got to come. I yeah. know. I was like, I was like the more yeah. I was like freed about I was like, um, why haven't I been? And then like talking of food, I have a dish there which is an orca. Oh, nice, yeah. Yeah, Oka is, is like a Pacific Island take on ceviche. Uh, so salmon, mm. but we use uh, coconut milk in <gasps> it. So it's so marinated with citrus and then the coconut milk. Oh, my gosh. A bit of heat in it. Yeah, so that's that's um, quite popular on there as well. And I'm always eating whatever's left over. I, I love it when they're like, chef, we made too much. Would you like the rest? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Give it to me. So see these pigs in blankets, they don't compare to the size of the bowl of orca that I would eat. Yeah. And I guess it helps having such creative cuisine and being so open-minded with wine, considering like the prices of wine having yeah. gone up with Brexit and stuff like you have to be you creative. Have to. Absolutely. But um, I think with technology as well, like the Karama. Oh, yes. You know, being I went to their yeah. celebration of, oh. of their 10-year anniversary. 10 years already. Gosh, I feel yeah. old. Um, yeah. I remember the excitement when they first launched, but that's you know, been a restaurant saver. That's like being able to offer so many varieties by the glass. Um, you, know, you offer quite a lot of wines by the glass. Yeah, that. Yeah. yeah, even more so now. Uh, but I think it's always nice, like you say, the cost of living and the cost of prices going up to find you know little you know niche wines, you know, at a great price, you know, and then I think for the market as well and to talk to the team I think you know looking at a wine list yeah, I know going back in the days when you go to a restaurant you get a wine list and it's that thick and you say oh, it's terrifying you know, it's terrifying and you, you know but it's nice to talk to the team and they can say well you know have you tried this you know from Greece for example it's really good and then I love that yeah and, you know and they get all excited about you know and then if I go out in the room I say if because I don't always get up to go out in the room um, you know and the guests say oh I love the sommelier he introduced us to wines that we've never heard of before or they love the wine matching that they suggested yeah it's something um, new and exciting yeah, to, to, to go with it and they haven't tried it and that's what's nice about when you, you know you like to enjoy uh, learning about new things yeah. yeah and you can never get bored in wine yeah it's great I, I agree um, have you ever had and you're not in your restaurant but outside in the other like real world um a really disastrous food and wine pairing like something which just didn't, and because I, I, I always say there's no shoulds with food and wine pairing, but like I guess like for me like a, a really unharmonious food and wine pairing where yeah. some, like the wine completely blankets the flavor, or like the food dries out the wine, and you're just left with like tannin and alcohol. I, I believe there was one, um, and I was actually with Michelle, and um, when when we did that, I think we were in Italy. And um, we're having a great meal in this great place in, in Italy. And then they, they just kept sending us Lambrusco. Oh, <laughs> oh my gosh. That's, it. that's why you don't like it. When I ask, is there anything you don't like? I guess it's because you're haunted by yeah, that memory. Absolutely. Um, oh my gosh. Yeah, so, okay, so, that explains yeah, it. Yeah. And, and, and it was that. And, and I think they sent us too. <laughs> and we could, so we're trying to politely say, something else. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Now, I just think it's so inspiring, like what you've created and, and over so many different mediums and how family 
really resonates with you, whether it's, you know, your team who you see as family, whether it's carving out time for your daughter and your husband. I think it's, it's just absolutely amazing. And I was just um, wondering before we go on to the next section, um, just to conclude with, um, what would you advise women going into like kind of hospitality, hospitality media to try and get that life balance, try and assert themselves as themselves without feeling like they need to be extra aggressive or compromise on certain things? Like, or do you think things have got easier now? I'd like to think things have gotten easier and we don't always have to show that we can be masculine to, yeah. to, to get somewhere. You know, um, I, I think absolutely things have, have changed over the years. Honestly, you know, I see the chefs that come through, the young women that come through, for example, and, 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 and MasterChef, you know, and they're just gorgeous in personality and they're bubbly, you know, and, and she puts a jacket on and, yeah, she gives the boys a run for their money. Yeah. You know, I love that. And so I think it's, it's um, be yourself, you know, don't lose that because if you're cooking, it's, it's about that inner light and love of what you do. You lose that, you lose yourself. Um, you know, and I think that could go in, in any career yeah. that, that you go into. It might work in the yeah. short term, absolutely, definitely not in the long term. Um, you know, don't lose who you are when you go into a place. Learn as much as you can and take it for yourself because they're taking from you at the end of the day. Mm-hmm. You know, take on mm-hmm. board what is going to benefit you, you know, and what you want to achieve. And if you're not happy, leave. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Not happy. Life leave. is too short. Life's too short. And find somewhere else where you feel you can be yourself and you can cook what makes you happy. And that's what's important at the end of the day. Yeah, I think it's honestly... If you're not enjoying what you're doing, you can't be doing that. You can't. Yeah. And I mean, I even know that when I taste wine, I have to be in a certain state. Like if I'm writing about wine, I can't do it if I'm angry or depressed yeah. or sad. Oh God, like yeah. I need to be. It's a different type of drinking then, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. And I think probably the same too with cooking. And, yeah. you know, and, and you definitely describe it as your creative outlet. But if you're stressed and whatever, how are you going to perform your best work? No, I, I absolutely believe in that, you know, um, especially with my team. But I think it's even the same when you're at home. Yeah. You know, if you're not in the mood to cook something nice, you're not ever going to cook something nice. You're just going to, you know, for whatever is, is there, sit down and munch it because, you know, you've got to eat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's yeah. Like fuel. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You know, but like, even if I very rarely get home during the week and tonight, I think is the, I don't know, maybe in a month that I'm getting an evening with my daughter. Now I'm excited to make dinner for her. What are you going to make? Whatever she wants. Oh. And, uh, I will make whatever she wants. I mean, annoyingly, she might just ask for scrambled egg. But, you know, I'm excited to actually go home tonight and, and, and cook dinner with her. Even if it's a bowl of pasta about that. I'm cooking for her and, you know, we're going to sit down together and have a talk about the competition she's doing tonight. Uh, yeah. yeah. You know, and it doesn't have to be complicated. No. You know, it's about that moment and just enjoying it. Yeah. And speaking um, of your daughter, Anise, I know that she is an incredible musician with the electric guitar, but do you think she would ever follow in kind of your culinary prowess? Mm, no, <laughs> no, that would be a, a big no ever. Um, yeah, that dream went out the window the, the day that Anais got her first uh, electric guitar. Right. <laughs> yeah. Okay. No, Fair. but she 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 loves to. <clears throat> 
to to cook desserts, you know, like a cake or brownies um, and that uh, at home. She makes a mean, proper scrambled egg, actually. Yeah, but it's also made her really fussy, you know, if someone okay. else, yeah, you know, like, oh. Was overcooked. It was so much worse than that, haven't they? <laughs> <laughs> um, she has a great palate. We raised a niece on a tasting game as a child. What I was a tasting game? Wine. <gasps> nice. So yeah. And, so and you I just think since she was about three. And I've had to do it since I was six. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, my husband's French, so yeah. you know, I've yeah. literally at the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Weaned yeah. on wine. Weaned on wine. Um, so, yeah. So the game was um, what can you smell and what can you taste? So she was about three and she'd get this little thimble of, of wine that she'd dip into. And even now she can spot Chardonnay, um, you know, just by the colour of, of the wine as to a Sauvignon Blanc. Um, she can taste a corked wine. Um, we need to yeah. bring this into school. I, need well, to- <laughs> I think basically we're just making her undateable. <laughs> that was my secret plan. It was like... <laughs> Like, uh, he took me out and you know what he served me? I'm like, oh. yay, he's got another you at home. <laughs> I've never been in that situation. <laughs> and on to our next Why? <laughs> so, our final wine, which don't judge me. I needed to decant it. That's fine. And then I cleaned, um, I was cleaning my decanter. I didn't have enough time to dry it. So I've actually decanted the wine into a water jug which actually, this is a, it's a, it's a big new world wine. Oh. <laughs> um, so I'm actually, I love it. Like serious, that's a serious water jug. And I figure like, this is my whole thing. I want to do that for my husband just to upset him. And I mean, but I actually find it a really like easy way, particularly if you have a big robust one. I, I, can't, I don't want to give away where this comes from, but it is a new world wine. <laughs> and, um, it's just a very quick, easy way to kind of aerate it. I was going to say it works. It does work. I think it's dangerous though because I, I notice it becomes a very easy pour, doesn't it? Uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> there is that too. That is that too. But um, hopefully, yeah, it's, it's been aerating away in the water jug for the last half an hour, and uh, hopefully, yeah, I just wanted to open up this wine you know a little I think bit you more. Start a whole new trend by serving it in the water jug. Well, I sometimes think people don't. Ha- I mean, I do have fancy pants. No, people. And not things, everyone's going to have a decanter. That's the thing. It works, isn't it? Yeah, exactly. And as I say, this is a younger wine. It's quite full bodied. It can absolutely open up in a water jug very nicely in half, <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> So, I mean, it is it is more savory. It probably does. Like, there's a reason why I have the pigs in blanket and sausage roll. Yeah. I'm now taking you to Argentina. And it's a blend of Malbec, but also Cabernet. Because I know that you mentioned you love your Bordeaux blends. And in the traditional Bordeaux blends, they would have had Malbec. So this is like a really kind of fun homage of the native grape from Bordeaux, like kind of like the king of Bordeaux. And then Malbec, the king of Argentina. And this is a partnership between Domaine Baron Rothschild Lafitte and the Catena family, who I adore from Argentina. They're kind of like Malbec royalty. And I've, I've been to their winery oh my and they're God, amazing. My husband would be, yeah. And they set this up in 1999 because they really wanted it to be seen as like a blend of two different cultures, two families and two noble grapes. And even like when you go to the, the winery, 
Um, they have a wonderful restaurant and they have, have you been there? I've just seen pictures. I've been to Katana. We I have been, to go. We have to go. Let's go together. I know. It would be amazing because also it reminded me a little bit of your restaurant because they have this wonderful homage to, like there's a fusion of French decor and chicness mixed in with Argentinian like rusticity and like the menu too. It's a real kind of like hybrid mix of food and it is very much about family as well. So I thought, okay, this is, again, it's not your, what I also liked about it was like, oh, you didn't mention Malbec as like one of your favorite kind of reds. But I was like, I think what I like about this is it's clearly from Argentina. It has like, when you smell it, you get that like kind of damson and conceits and body. But then I think that Cabernet Sauvignon kind of reins it in a bit and kind of gives it kind of like dusky coffee bean husks. And I think the aeration has like, again, it's like made the tannins like much like soft. Everyone needs a water jug like this. It's <laughs> done miracles to this wine. I mean, the Rothschild family, you need to send yeah. one of these water jugs and, and then put it in, engrave the, the wine on it. Honestly. Yeah, take that notes. Is, yeah. But you know, um, actually funny enough, with well, the story of Rothschild, um, was one of the first things I made um, with Michelle in, in the Gavroche with the Rothschild omelette that Chef Albert created for them. No way. Yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. amazing. I didn't even know, but I just like, I just really, like, I thought the story worked so well. And I think it does get better with things like pigs and blanket. And I have sausage rolls here also from Sally Clark. Um, but, um, <laughs> but I hope Sally's listening to this. She's like, she's I know. Like, yeah, she my name in once. My mum almost gave birth to me in her restaurant. She had to leave, like she was, she was going through labour. It was just me turning around in the, in the stomach. But wow. like, they actually had to leave Sally Clark. No, my Sally. water's broke. Yelling at Gordon Ramsay. On, no on, way. On, yeah, honestly, yelling at what was the show who does in Hell's Kitchen? Or oh something? yeah, Hell's Kitchen. I've been yelling at one of the chefs or something, yeah, and then next thing you know, I was going to hospital. <laughs> I was like. Oh my gosh, Gordon Ramsay calls that. <laughs> <laughs> Not him, but at the show that he does, a house kitchen. I think I was like, what's this guy doing? Not him, one of the chefs one on of there. One the chefs, yeah. And then, yeah, um, next minute. <laughs> <laughs> now, um, I have to um, say, this is like more like kind of general section where I kind of talk about your interests. I talk about, I mean, you have so many interests and that's also why I wanted um uh, again, to like show this wine because the Rothschilds are so associated with the arts and culture and everything like that. Um, would you say, because you um, said that you actually were really into art and then since you got into professional cooking, the cooking kind of took over and that's like your creative outlet, but you still do sketches of like certain dishes yes. I read. Yeah. Do you still sketch all your food? I still sketch all my food. Yeah. Um, and do you keep like are you going to put this in like in a book I mean this would be an amazing like recipe like, book or would you would you put these sketches I know that you have your brother's artwork on the wall at the restaurant but like would any of your sketches go um, maybe not because it's also got like cross here I mean I think we're going to go pouring on it sauce <laughs> sauce um, no it's just uh, for me drawing it out is sort of also that picture of my mind on how I'm seeing it um, as well, as opposed to just writing, you know, the ingredients and everything. I'm actually sort of envisioning the dishes. I'm creating it um, at the same time. So yeah. I'm, I'm always, you know, drawn an image of, of what I'm thinking of creating. Um, and then it, from that drawing, I even pointed out to to my team, you know, or if me and Sven are creating something, it's okay. So I'm thinking of this. 
I mean, and we're talking about, and then at the end of the day, I'll just grab a paper. It's like, so if you go, you know, the meat in the middle, and if you put stuffing around that, you know, and if we like drape it over the top and you've got sauce on the bottom, what sort of plate we're going to have, you know, and then mm. even a, a circle around it um, and that. So, yeah, I still do that. <laughs> would, you so, would you ever like make that more of a main pastime? I mean, obviously life is crazy at the moment, but could you see yourself like, going back into sketching and artwork I in the future. I would love to. Um, I mean, so much of, of you know, of, of things that we do, I think life gets in the way of, you know, of, of the things that we enjoy doing most. I did photography, you know, amateur photography. Oh, really? I used to love, you know, proper SLR camera. Oh, yeah, yeah, you yeah. Know, with the film and, you know, <laughs> like you, you get to drop it off and you'd be excited if you got one good photo. Because I, th- like, I just like, I, I do consider wine and food to be part of the arts. So, oh, so yeah. do I. Um, so do I. You know, um, the, what it takes to, to, to create it, you know, to make wine and deliver that, I think it's an art form. Um, and I think food is an art form. No, absolutely. I know we have to wrap up as we're gearing up to the end. If we could get some sage advice from you. Did you say sage? Sage. That decanter works wonderful. Do you have any tips for cutting costs when cooking this Christmas? For cooking this Christmas? Yes. Yes. Well, I would say yes. I you know. Um, you know, I, I come from a family of a background of mom and dad that you know struggled to put food on, on the table for us. So, I I have that empathy of understanding when when you know of hardships and that. Um, you know, you can impress without going over the top. You cook for the number that you have. You know, um, and you can take you know tinned ingredients. Are just a tin vegetables to 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 add, yeah. you know, to to dishes. Um, yeah, if okay, you're not going to get a huge bit of um, ham, but you know, pork hock, for example, yes. will cook the same way. Little hock, yeah, yeah, yeah. will cook the same way as a huge bit of ham. Um, you know, you can make you know lovely desserts without having to think. Oh, how am I going to impress? From egg whites, yeah, make a meringue, you know, um, you know, do 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 a meringue or you know something like that, and then you know fruits and a bit of whipped cream, even you know flavor it in, in, in the way, and then that's why I really believe sharing the knowledge of cooking, you know, to everyone, is is something that would help with with understanding Absolutely. how to to be able to create. Those it gives you the confidence. Taking for granted is what I do for a living. It's what I do day in, day out. You put me in front of a laptop and honestly, that's why you deal with Lucy because it takes me an hour <laughs> to figure out, you know, how to send emails and, and, and I just log into Zoom stuff and, and that, you know, that's not my world. My world is is, is food yeah. um, and wine, yeah. um, you know, and I think it's a skill that we should share more of that knowledge, you know, to people. So when times are hard, um, you can just you know throw together take you know bought pasta and and you know some herbs even um you know mix it with butter to fold through that you know and and there's just so many ways that i think you can help people with with cooking and that to to make through tinned fish i'm sorry you know that's making Um, a huge comeback well, I don't know about that. I, like I say, I come from a culture where, you know, it's like, you know, <laughs> tin fish, yeah, we lived on that, you know, um, you know, and, and 
yeah, I just think, you know, it tastes good. And yeah, yeah, people put their noses up to it for so many years and, and, and that, but actually the proteins and everything that, you know, the vitamins you'll get out of that. The fats, yeah. Oh, it's, you know. It's the best. It's the best. You know, so I, I think, you know, knowledge is power in anything, in any part of life. And I think sharing more of that enables everyone to 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 get through a better day. Thank you so much, Monica. Before I let you go, though, I'm afraid there's one last bit of the show, which I did warn you about in our preliminary call. Okay. And that was a while ago, so that's not fair. <laughs> and you just fired me with three bottles of wine beforehand. <laughs> Is it, how are you finding the Malbec and Cabernet now I'm with the food? It. Yeah, oh no, I think I think it does need the food. Um, wine confessional. Wine confessional. Can right. you tell me an embarrassing story or memory which involved wine? An embarrassing. You didn't pre-warn me about this. An embarrassing story or confession involving wine. Okay, well, it's not my story. Yes, but sure. per se, it kind of involves my poor dad. Um, and my husband. Um, That's so, just sneaky. I love yeah. that. Deflect, deflect. Well, no, but also I, I think I'd just taken my husband, David, home. Um, <laughs> and dad, my dad is brilliant. You love my dad. He's hilarious. But he's kind of slightly mad as well. Um, he brings this wine, red wine out. Dad loves red wine, right? <laughs> Serving this red wine. David's there. And my husband is so polite. So, yeah. You know, now I'm, I'm like, ooh. Dobby's like, and my dad's like, do you like it? It's it's my favorite. And Dobby's like, yeah, yeah, it's it's, it's very nice. And he's just doing his best to drink it. And then dad goes, it's been in the fridge for two weeks. I think he had two glasses at this point as well. I had a big polite. Oh my god, your husband's so cute. <laughs> so I was slightly embarrassed at the same time, going, Dad, you can't oh do that. It's terrible. And he was like, Really? Really? No. So this was way back. Now dad's a bit more clued up. <laughs> yeah. I love that. I think Thank it was like so literally one of the first times I'd taken David home to meet my dad. Well, yeah. he, he definitely took one for the team. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I didn't even think oh. he had a cork on top of it. It was just a bit of cling film. <laughs> <laughs> That's so great. That's so great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. I'm so glad that, yeah, you enjoyed the Sainsbury's Cremor and the Wadston Wine Domaine Nadine, which is £20. And actually, I forgot to say, the Petite Caro is uh, Malbec and Cabernet Sauvignon, and that is... 21 pounds too, which again, is a great value value. Um, and you can get them at wadstonwine.co.uk. So no, it's been such fun sharing with these with you. Amazing having you here. Thank you so much for your time. I've learned so much and laughed a lot. So I thank you. Literally, just not had wine just after breakfast. Like that, so <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, gonna have to be the mom that sits in the back row of my daughter's concert tonight. The cool mom. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, but thank you, thank no. you so much, Monica, and everyone. Catch Monica on MasterChef The Professionals Series 16. Go to her restaurant. I, I'm actually, I'm not just saying this. I'm She's going to see you. She's going to see you. Yeah. We're going to be booking this in. And of course, her amazing cookbooks. So thank you everyone for listening. And thank you so much for Monica. Thank you. Coming here today. So much fun. Well, thank you so much for listening, guys. I hope that this has inspired you to grab a glass and have a wonderful conversation with someone close to you. 
If you have enjoyed this episode, please can you like and review because I've heard that this is how people can find me. And if you are interested in any of the wines featured in today's episode, all wine notes are included in the podcast description below. You can also find ways to contact me via my email, website and social media handles. The common theme is at Amelia's Wine. You do need to remember though that there is a hyphen between Amelia's and wine. Otherwise it looks like Amelia's Swine. Thank you so much again and back in blessings. <laughs>